clubhouse this is our fourth episode week four of baseball in the books we're gonna tell you what happened what's gonna happen all kinds of fun stuff tell you some teams to watch tell you some teams that you should have been watching give out some awards all that stuff first though i am sammy franchise the leader of ogat pod uh and i'm here with my underlings warner and charlie all right, well, I'm going to just stop my recording. I will uh, talk to you guys later. Uh, bye. Oh, Warner, Warner's actually gone. Okay, cool. It's just me Warner. and you, Sam. Oh, shit. Okay, well, you know. If you can't uh, get along, get moving on. That's a saying that I just made up. Well, how are you feeling today, Charlie? Hey, uh, before I go all the way, guys, I just want to tell everyone about my new podcast <laughs> called uh, One Better Game at a Time, where I talk about better games than get talked about on the podcast One Game at a Time, because I talk about better games. Um, anyways, if, do you guys... That's going to be a tough podcast. That's going to be tough, because there's no better games than the, one, the ones we go over. Warner, I'll make you an offer. What if we merge our podcasts? Well, see, here's the thing. My first three guests, Hank Aaron, okay? Whoa, I've got Hank whoa. Aaron. Okay. Yep. Yep. I've got I've got Barry Bonds. Got Barry Bonds coming on. You've got Hank and, Aaron um, and Barry Bonds. Well, separate weeks. I've got Hank Aaron one week and then I've got Barry Bonds the next week. And then Charlie, you're gonna wish you were on my podcast. I've got Lance Lynn coming the week after oh, that. Damn. So yeah, yeah. It's a weird wow. slate of guests. Oh, okay. It's coming from the guy that doesn't have Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, and Lance Lynn coming. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I just got an email that uh, on the main show, we're actually going to be getting, uh, we're going to be doing a live show streaming, and we've got, uh-huh. um, we've got a Babe Ruth hologram. So wow. Oh, okay, that's pretty impressive. I'll give you guys. Maybe maybe we can merge our show, Sam. We'll get all, all right, those great guests right. in one room. We are Anyways. all the leaders of Ogat. All three of us. We're like the three amigos. Or the three musketeers. Was there a leader in the three musketeers? Or are they all equal? We're it's like one for a, all and all for one. Uh, that's like their whole thing. Yeah. Right? You know, I don't don't We're really like, know. We're uh, like Cerberus, the three headed dog from Greek mythology. Well, They're I always all... figured the middlehead was like the leader. Yeah. Oh. I... Dibs middlehead. Well, we'll think about it, but guys... Anyways, what are we doing here, Sam? (laughs) Well, we're talking about baseball, and how was your guys' baseball watching this week? How was your guys' week outside of baseball? You're human beings who have lives? Um, My week has been the same as every other week since all this shit has been going on. Uh, It's just an endless stream of days that I don't know what day of the week it is. I barely know what time it is. I'm just sitting around waiting for one day to end so the next day can start. Um, and I always have a general idea of what day it is just because we always record this podcast on the same day. But without <laughs> this, this is like my only tether to reality at this point. But, yeah. I mean, um, I'm getting ready baseball, to go back to school. Baseball's fun, though. So. Well, That's imagine good. you guys I know are both in homes with people you love. But imagine having to spend 
these last few months, but really these last few weeks in a hotel room like the St. Louis Cardinals had been doing. But finally, as of today, they are back. They've played five games after today. They'll have played seven. Hopefully by the time Monday this comes out, they'll have played something like nine or ten. Um, but guys, yeah, they're back. They're off their, their uh, you know, postponement of all their games. They're off of timeout. What's crazy is that on Thursday, when they were getting ready to play the White Sox on Friday, another staff member tested positive, and the game got postponed to Saturday. But I know that the Cardinals have to be happy to finally be out of exile. Look, I if I was on the White Sox or any team, I, I would not. I would be like nervous to be playing them. Yeah, I because would be too. <laughs> the last thing you want is your team to be the next team that has to shut down and go through that. So even if they've been cleared, like like you said, another staffer had tested positive. It's like, this is just, I don't know, just a big snafu. And I would be really nervous to face these teams. Well, speaking of the next positive. team, the Reds look like they're going to be the next team. They've had a player test positive, so that right now their series with Pittsburgh is being postponed. As of now, we don't know who the player is. Maybe by the time this comes out, we will know who that is, but hopefully that won't be something that's too serious. Hopefully everyone will be okay in Cincinnati and anyone the Cincinnati Reds have played. Um, but that looks like that might be the next team. But something outside of COVID, guys, something that seems to be coming a trend in the MLB, another drone delay. Yeah, copycat drone, definitely. They definitely saw all the fucking shit that happened last week. On Thursday at Fenway, the Red Sox played the Rays, and the game was delayed four minutes because a a drone flew into the stadium. What do you guys think? Are drones going to take over the MLB? What's going on? I I don't know. It's just annoying at this point, you know, because now just more and more people, I'm sure, are going to be trying to fly their drones. And I don't know. Just cut it out. Let's just just stop it. (laughs) I don't understand the point unless it is just trolling. Which, like, that's what I think it is. I mean, because I can't think of anything. Else. I don't know if people think they can actually watch the game somehow. But they don't have there TV, are drones they're that blacked have out. They're, they're, no, I know, but, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that people might be like, hey, this is kind of a unique way to watch a game. I'm going to fuck around and do this. You yeah. know, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's smart or it makes sense whatsoever. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if that's what some people are thinking. Like, hey, I've got a camera on my fancy drone. I'm going to watch the game from center field. Have you guys you ever know? flown a drone? I don't know. Uh, no. Just a handful of times. They're they're kind of difficult. They're really, really fucking scary. hard. It's, it's also really scary when it's not your drone because you're afraid to crash it and have to pay for someone else's drone. <laughs> well, somewhere we will definitely not see a drone interrupt a baseball game this year is Toronto, which I guess wouldn't have happened anyway because they play in a dome. But that's because they're not playing baseball in Toronto this year. They're playing in Buffalo. And this week we saw the first Toronto Blue Jays game in upstate New York. Salem Field, did you guys catch any of this? Uh, Yeah, I saw some of the game. Um, I mean, it looks like a minor league field. I don't know what else to... (laughs) 
what else to say then it looks like a minor league field um it's really interesting something that's interesting about that field was when it was originally built it was it was built it was designed to be expanded upon in the future because at the time buffalo was thinking that they might be a target for a potential expansion team so oh interesting that stadium is basically it is it it is a minor league stadium it looks very much like Mm -hmm. a minor league stadium but it's interesting to think that it was built um with the idea that it could one day be turned into an MLB stadium and obviously they're not going to go to the the trouble of doing that at this point cuz they can't have fans yeah um, i mean i know they had it was a whole thing they had to go in and basically change every single light bulb or something like that i mean all the lights they had to bring in trucks that have extra lights so they're all up to mlb yeah. standards it's it's I interesting mean, to see the the thing they, of, what they've pulled the thing off. about that isn't even like necessary that's not for the that's just all for tv you know that's the mlb well, standards i did i was listening to the broadcast so they said yes partly for tv but also partly for safety with the players and being able to you know see the ball and stuff like that i think if, if you're playing if that's in the an majors, excuse that they want to use if I mean, that's an excuse they want to use, then they just don't care about minor leaguers. Then that's what they're that's what they're admitting <laughs> by that. I mean, that's yeah, the admission. I, I that's my takeaway is if it's for safety, then you're saying that fuck minor leaguers. <laughs> if there's tons of players that go back and forth between AAA and the majors multiple times a year for multiple years of their career, they get used to the lights being different. I, the safety thing seems like a bit of a. <laughs> Guys, They're making an excuse. Solution, glow-in-the-dark baseballs. Don't have to worry about lights. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and our final bit of news is kind of a cool thing. Uh, according to The Ringer, MLB is talking about classifying the old Negro League games as MLB games. So the stats and records and stuff would all be classified as official MLB stats. Um, this, comes, uh, this comes kind of in relation to uh this sunday so it'll be you know tomorrow for us yesterday for the listeners the mlb is going to honor the 100 year anniversary of the founding of the negro leagues teams will wear honorary commemorative patch honorary commemorative patches on their uniforms um and yeah in conjunction with that mlb is talking about considering reclassifying that and and kind of adding those players who never who are unfairly never given the chance to play Major League Baseball, their records, their stats are going to stand next to Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb and all those notorious racists. Yeah, it's it's obviously not my place to say as a, a white person, but my first reaction to that is that it seems a little like re like whether they're trying to or not, it seems to me like rewriting history a little bit, like, those weren't MLB games because you didn't let them play MLB games. So to say now that they are MLB stats seems like you're trying to pretend like they were oh, yeah, allowed. Oh, yeah, we were okay with this all along. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I can hear what you're saying. Um, I mean, it's nice. I feel like it's a nice gesture, but that that's just my initial reaction to hearing that news because I didn't know they were doing that. And it seems a little like they they aren't MLB stats and that's a shame and there's a reason why they aren't MLB stats and it's MLB's fault. <laughs> yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. Um I don't know. I mean I, I guess it's good that 
I guess, you know, I don't know. I guess the way I feel is they're recognizing these guys. And I guess it all depends how they go about doing it. Um, you know, if they try to just kind of sweep under the rug why these guys didn't have their stats recorded and why they weren't playing in the major leagues. But I think if they make it a point that that is the first thing that is constantly talked about so people don't forget that, I think that's good. I think that that's educating people on our history, um, on the sports history. But yeah, I mean, I could see how I wouldn't be surprised if the MLB tries to play it off as, hey, we fixed racism, guys, don't worry. Right, so, that's just yeah, how it I'm initially I'm curious to see how me. it goes, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, I don't I know th- all the all the details yet. Um, I, I don't think there's anything that's been officially announced or anything, but, and hopefully I would hope that that is not MLB's. Sure, I'm going to hope that that's you know, not the case. That they're yeah. just trying to paint over this and, and make it all okay with just this gesture. But um, I think overall for me, it's like, hey, it's going to be, it would be nice to look at the record books and like, it's going to be hard because a lot of these records are not records of these games, box score and stuff are lost or were never really kept. Um, but like, it should be, it would be good to look at, okay, who are the, according to these numbers, who are the greatest pitchers of all time? Okay. Satchel page is there. Yeah. Whereas right now it's like, he's not even there. I think that'll Um, be a positive is just having like, if these stats are going to be on, baseball reference or like if fan graphs can do something with it just to like have it kind of all be in the same place in a way where you can cross reference it with other players from that time period that'll be interesting and i think helpful and, for and like... people say baseball historians people of the time said you know uh the negro league the level of play was you know equal to the american and national league like when they played each other negro league teams would compete and oftentimes win they were they were essentially the same level of competition. So it's not like, it's not like no one should be worried. Like, Oh, well a guy who hit, you know, this many home runs in the Negro leagues, that's not fair because he was playing worse. No, like there were great black ball players who were denied the opportunity to play in the MLB, but they were just as good as MLB players. So the level of play that they used the same regulations, the same rules, they used the same, um, you know, certified umpires and things like that. So, I mean, it was, it was, Essentially, the same level of play, the same level of game, just one group of ball players was being, you know, systemically, uh, you know, discriminated against and kept out of the game. So I think overall, I think it is a positive. Hopefully, more details come out. We're gonna find out more about this, and we can talk about this on a future episode. But I just thought, with tomorrow, Sunday, August sixteenth, being the hundred year anniversary of the founding of the Negro Leagues, it would be. Just a, it's just an interesting thing to talk about. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Guys, mm-hmm. let's get into our teams of the week. The teams of the week. All right. All right. Uh, Charlie, how about you, you start us off? Who's your team? Who was your team of this past week? Well, I mean, they've been hot. They've stayed hot. The Oakland A's. I'm, I wasn't even that high on them in the previews. I mean, I thought they were going to be good and contend for a wild card or something but man they they find ways to win ball games they've hit so far this year three ninth inning grand slams jeez steven piscotti has hit two on friday night top of the ninth inning he hit a grand slam to tie the game up and the a's would eventually go on to win in the 10th 
no player has ever in a season hit three ninth inning grand slams. Steven Piscotty's already hit two. It's only a 60-game season. We're, we're, like, he could do that this year. The A's find ways to win. They're amazing. They were my, they were my team of the week from last week. The Oakland A's two weeks in a row are OGAT teams of the week. So I, I mean, and if they keep it up, they're going to be a team of the week from one of us. I feel like every week. Cause yeah, yeah, we'll they see. They're fun. They're good. Go ahead, well, guys. My team of the week is also in that Western uh, region, but on the other side, the NL West, the Dodgers. They're my team of the week. Um, I mean, they didn't have a especially amazing week, but they some really cool things have with them. The they started off with two losses against the Red Hot Padres, but then they took the next two. And uh, as of right now, Friday night, they started the freeway series against the uh, Angels of Anaheim, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They started off with a 7-4 to win. Clayton Kershaw went seven innings with just one hit. He was really good, and that's awesome. Anytime Clayton Kershaw is good, I love that. Um, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, this week they both got their – there's some cool photos of them both getting their uh, so their gold gloves and their silver sluggers. So that was pretty cool seeing the, those awards and those guys like next to each other. Mookie Betts is pretty apart. good too, right? Mookie Betts is good. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. He's pretty good. I mean, Mookie Betts is really good. And just to prove that, uh, Thursday night against the Padres, he hit three home runs. Uh, and then Friday night against the Angels, Cody Bellinger hit two home runs. So those guys, if especially if Cody Bellinger starting to pick it up, those guys back-to-back, pretty scary. Um, and they helped the Dodgers take first place in a really tight NL West, a, a division that I think with the Rockies and Padres is turning into like a yeah, very Yeah, the Rockies, fun... my, uh, team of the, my team to look forward to from last week. Yeah, so I, Where do they watch the from? NL West. If, you're, if you like division races, especially with teams that are fun to watch, Keep an eye on the NL West. That's going to be a fun division race that I think a lot of people, I mean, maybe maybe the Dodgers will run away with it, but right now they're not. And I think a lot of people come in were like, well, obviously the Dodgers are going to be head and shoulders above everyone else, but the Rockies and Padres are, they're trying to stick with them. Uh, Warner, how about you tell us your team of the week? Uh, yeah, my team of the week was uh, the Orioles. Uh, so after getting swept Whoa. by the Marlins, yeah, after getting swept by the Marlins, they went on a six-game winning streak, sweeping the Nationals and then the Phillies, including two blowouts against the Phillies. And I mean, you know what, guys? We've seen it with the Marlins. COVID is contagious. But you know what else is contagious? Hitting. This Orioles lineup, up and down, I swear, every one of these guys are having multi-hit games night after night after night. Um, Which guys? Whether it be home runs... The Orioles, the Orioles lineups, yeah, up name, and down. Name a few. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, name an <laughs> Oriole. Can you even name an Oriole? <laughs> Can I name an Oriole? Uh, Hanser, uh, ha- Hanser, Hanser? No, the answer Hanser. is no. Warner cannot name <laughs> an Oriole. Hanser Alberto uh, has been great at the top of the order. Um, you've got Santander, who's been Anthony Santander. I'm Again, every one of these guys has been hitting very well. Um, <clears throat> Nunez as well. Uh, they just, I feel like, it's either it's home runs or just small ball, whatever it is, they're doing it. They're coming together, putting together some great wins, some great late inning wins uh, as well in these games. Um, they're just—it's been kind of fun to see them this week, um, and I think definitely gives them a team of the week. Um, they started out 
this week as well. They were at 500, uh, seven and seven. And, you know, as of recording now are 11 and eight. So they're creeping their way up in the standings and, you know, who knows 60 game season, a lot can happen. Yeah. Uh, playoff odds for them are currently at 60% according to baseball reference. And then 20% according to fan graphs, kind of all over, but who knows? Who knows what can happen with the, the Orioles? Uh, Orioles? Well, that's a lot because I think they were at zero percent to start. Yeah, in a, yeah. I mean that's a big, you know, that's a big change. That's a big change, guys. Um, the, so just keep an eye on them, guys. The Orioles, the Marlins, and the Tigers—three teams coming in that I think were just. I mean, I for one, I, you we guys all both put them at the bottom. Everyone, of our, everyone in baseball, yeah, everyone, everyone who had anything to say about baseball laughed at them, said these guys are terrible. They're going to struggle to win fifteen games. Just don't watch them. Don't talk about them. They're all over 500 right now. Well, I want yeah, to ask they're... you guys a question. They've all been performing well, but do you think that they're actually good, or is this just like an aberration in a short season? I mean, it's one of those things where if I was I think just... the Marlins might actually be better than I think than the Marlins might get. actually be yeah better than people think. I mean, here's the thing. What's crazy about baseball, we've seen it in history so many times, a team of seemingly nobodies can have a whole year where they just kind of have these breakout years. And, you know, then that's the argument. Well, are they really good? Or is that just one year? Who knows? But I don't know. I mean, like I'm, you know, like I've mentioned a lot of these guys on the Orioles lineup, they are yeah. doing pretty well. The I'm looking at their lineup is, right now. I look, look at their pitching and say, I, yeah, I can't pitching. look at the Orioles or Tigers pitching and say this these guys are going to continue to perform this way. Like here's the thing, though. Uh, their and, lineups, and I both teams' lineups you. are solid. Honestly, here's the thing, and I I totally agree with you that their pitching is not up to snuff with a lot of other teams. But with the amount of pitching injuries that we are seeing day in and day out, I will not be surprised if it in the last two weeks of this season, you know. 90% of the starters are guys that came from the taxi squads. I mean, yeah. it is insane how many injuries we are seeing. And I think at the end of the day, this year's season and the playoffs is going to come down to hitters because I just don't yeah. know if there's going to be I think that is left. That um, is so you know? weird because you, usually you think about a normal baseball season, 162 games is like a war of attrition because it's so long, it's such a slog. It's mm -hmm. all about staying healthy and just trying to this be is, consistent. This is yeah. like a war of attrition, but it's all happening like a blitz. Like it's just yeah. one after it's, another it's guys crazy. going down and so, next man up. So you know, I think if you've got like the Orioles do, a bunch of guys that are all hitting over three hundred right now, it doesn't really matter if your pitcher is not the best pitcher in baseball because odds are the pitcher you're going to be facing, you know, is not very good either because they've been dealing with injuries because yeah they did not expect to be getting a spot start today i mean there's just so many of these things that being already a quarter of the way through the season that's huge that's huge um uh, all right guys so let's give our awards the most prestigious awards in baseball the oget weekly awards oget weekly awards warner how about you start us off with uh the king of the hill the best pitcher this week uh, yeah, best pitcher this week. Um, well, I picked Kyle Hendricks last time. Uh, not trying to be a homer here, but I think he had a great game. I'm going with you, Darvish. You uh, Darvish on Thursday against the Brewers threw seven innings. Uh, six and a third were no hit. He gave up uh, only one hit in the top of the seventh. It was a solo shot. Uh, the only run he gave up all game. He walked two guys and struck out 11. 
he hit Christian Yelich in the first inning and then walked Orlando Arcia, I think, in the fifth. Uh, but what's crazy about you, Darvish, right now? He has a 27 to 4 strikeout to walk ratio right now. He is just striking guys out like nobody's business. Um, this was a lot of fun to watch him in this game. I said for a long time that I I want you Darvish to find his Hello? find his stuff again. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great guy. I think he's super cool. Um, and I just I want him to find success. And I think twenty the end of twenty nineteen he was great. And I think he is now bringing that into twenty twenty. And we saw it on Thursday night. So my king of the hill pick is you Darvish. <laughs> Oh, and one thing to add, too. Ever since Christian Yelich tweeted at you, Darvish, no one needs help facing you. Be better than this. He is 0 for 5 against you, Darvish, <laughs> including, I think, three strikeouts. I probably just jinxed it by saying that, but I had to throw it out well, there. Well, <laughs> Christian Yelich, eat fried chicken till death. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, the thing about you, Darvish, okay, so first of all, I saw that he was throwing a no-hitter, turned the game on, immediately gave up a home run, so that was my God fault. God damn my it, bad. Sam. Uh, but... Um, the thing about I was very shocked to learn that uh, his career high in strikeouts is 11. With a breaking ball like that, uh, he's had some really dominant years, or at least he was do- dominant for half a year last year, and then he was dominant back in his Rangers days. I would have thought that he had he had like you know 12, 13, even maybe even a 14 strikeout game. Um, because watching him, the way that ball moves is like it's disgusting. Like it. It is insane. And I like he watching his this... hands when he throws too. Like he just the way he can spin the ball and shit with his fingers. He throws so many different pitches. He just he's very interesting to watch just to see all the different things he could do. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Um and yeah, Sam, and you're totally it is kind of odd how his high for strikeouts is eleven, but I mean he's consistently, you know, had a K per nine up like ten eleven for years. Like he just well, he doesn't throw yeah maybe 15 16 strikeouts wow he struck out so many guys he's consistently in that 10 11 range of strikeouts which is that's just what you want from your um from from a starting pitcher you know a guy that's going to show up and strike guys out pretty cool and he's got a head of lettuce going on man he has got oh yeah the flow is the he's rocking the flow (laughs) all right charlie how about you go next with our flash leather defensive player of the week okay this week, uh, Donovan Solano for the Giants, third baseman, field, made a nice uh, fielding play. Alex Bregman breaking into the towards the plate, and uh, nice throw, right on target. Bean Bregman, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so pitchers are getting uh, suspended for beaning the a uh, the Astros. So Solano. And this you was his hey, own hands. Yeah. I'm gonna bail my pitcher out, too. and I'll just I'll just beat him on the base paths. It hits Bregman, yeah. and then ricochets and hits his catcher, kind of in the shoulder or head, face area. <laughs> so a little, uh, you know, friendly fire there. Collateral damage, but, uh, but you know he got the job done. I respect yeah. it. Man, so getting it, hit, getting plunked, pegged while you're running the bases—that sucks. <laughs> That's gotta suck. Yeah. <laughs> It hits, the it, worst it hits is, Bregman right in the shoulder and then just takes a 90-degree straight into the catcher's head. It's like The oh. worst is if the ball off the bat hits you because, one, it's fast because it's coming off the bat, so that hurts. And then, two, you're out. So that sucks. But off the off the guy throwing it is still pretty bad. Yeah. So good job, Donovan Solano. He's got my flash of the leather this week. 
I don't like leather. I love leather. Uh, all right. So I will close out the awards with the most prestigious of all the awards, the Ding Dong Boy of the Week. And guys, I talked about him a little bit earlier. Mookie Betts is the Ding Dong Boy of the Week. He he went four for four Thursday night with three homers. All three came in the first five innings. Guys, it was his sixth career three-homer game. The only other players to do that, Sammy Sosa and Johnny Mize. It took Sosa 2,300 games to do it. It took Johnny Mize almost 1,900 games to do it. Mookie Betts, barely over 800 games to hit his sixth three-homer game. It's insane. Nice. He's Good the big. He is awesome. the ding dong boy of the week, and I love him because I think he's he's, uh, he's going to do it like twenty more times. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, he really might. He's so good, and I love him because he's small. I I feel like all of our ding dong boys of the week so far have been these big guys. Uh, but no, Mookie Betts, he's he's just a slender, short guy who just fucking rakes and hits big ding dongs. So Mookie Betts, ding dong boy of the week. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's do some news. Let's talk some news. Three true outcomes. Home run, walk, strikeout. I'm going to tell you some keywords from news stories this week. If it's a home run, we're going to read the story. If it's a walk, we're just going to read the headline. If it's a strikeout, we're moving on. We're not even getting into it. Guys, my three key phrases this week. Underwater bench press, backward spelling, blockbuster video. Um... Okay, I know about the Blockbuster one. They're turning it into an Airbnb or something. It's like the last Blockbuster. Wow. So Charlie, we can okay. walk. We can. We can. We can strike yeah. out that one. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, big news. Yeah, and then let's see, underwater bench press or backwards spelling? Is that what you said? Backwards, backwards spelling. Writing. Let's hear the um, headline for the for the backwards spelling. All right, Should... we're gonna walk backwards spelling. Put it right on first base. So it can't do us any more damage. Minnesota woman dubbed world's. Oh, God. I have to whitelist this site. Hang on. Fucking ad blockers. (laughs) You're fucking me up right now. (laughs) Minnesota woman dubbed world's fastest backwards speller. That is the headline there. All right. Interesting. That's about all I really would care about. So cool. All right. Uh, so we're gonna. So the gonna... big ding dong goes to underwater bench press, guys. A Russian athlete. Ooh, uh, uh, Icarus on that one. A Russian athlete breaks Guinness record for underwater bench press. Uh, a Russian athlete broke the Guinness World Record when he went underwater and bench pressed a 110 pound barbell 76 times before coming up for air. Vitali Vichar. Oh, wow of Tomsk said he trained for two months before taking on the record Thursday at Lebais at a Russian lake. He said, (laughs) (laughs) he said the feat combined his skills as a championship weightlifter with his amateur hobby of free diving. He managed 76 repetitions, beating the previous record set by U S man, Greg Whitstock by 14. What do you think about that? Bench pressing underwater. Not only are you bench pressing Whoa. a heavy weight, but you're also holding your breath at the bottom of a pool. Yeah, the holding the breath part is the most impressive part. It's I obviously like. impressive, um, but these Guinness World Records are always so... There's so many variables. <laughs> so, so, like, it was 110 pounds. Why not 
So if I went, if nobody's done it at 120 pounds, could I go do one and get the world record? You know what I mean? Like, are there different class, weight classes of this? Where, yeah, yeah. What's the it. record at 200 pounds underwater? And aren't things typically lighter underwater? 110 doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that's interesting about it, but it's you know, obviously good impressive. For this guy but holding it's his mainly breath, the hold, yeah, it's mainly the holding his breath. I can only hold my breath for like fucking like 30 seconds. I'm, I suck. <laughs> so that's right. impressive yeah. I mean I'm watching yeah. the video and this guy looks fucking yoked so I imagine it's heavy uh, or at least doing it 76 times uh, yeah but that's what, like I mean I could go bench press you know a light amount of weight for me for and do it a ton of times like it would be more impressive if it was really heavy and straining him well, no, I think the I think yoked, the fact that, that he's got to be under there holding his breath is why it's like, oh, doing it seventy six times is crazy. Because yeah, if you just did it one time, you don't have to hold your breath that long. Yeah, I guess, and your body uses a lot of oxygen when it's like exerting itself. Oh, yeah. So not mm. being able to people breathe die is doing crazy. That shit, probably uh, would have yeah. been crazy if he was dead. Would have been a whole different story. Anyway, guys, <laughs> that was I don't know why I decided to end it like that, uh, but that was the news. <laughs> That was three I'm glad he's outcomes. alive, for the record. Glad he made it. Yes, he's alive, and now he's a Guinness World Record holder, which Charlie basically says holds no weight. Well, uh, they're just always weird. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about who we're going to watch this week. Who should people tune into? What team should people get excited for? Is there a series, a game, whatever that people should check out? I'll start us off real quick. The Los, An- the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, I think people should tune into them because, you know what, they've been struggling this year. They're only 7-13 and right now. Uh, we'll see where they are. I mean, they're playing the Dodgers this weekend, so we'll see where they are after that. They're prob- very good chance they might be 7-15. and um, But you know what? They're playing the Giants next week, which is another team that's, you know, not, not a world beater by any means, so they could get some wins there. They're going to be on ESPN National Broadcast Tuesday and Wednesday, so you'll be able to check them out. Um. On Monday, though, Dylan Bundy is going to be pitching for them, and he's been the true, obviously, outside of Mike Trout, who's amazing. Dylan Bundy has been the bright spot of this team. What a find by them getting him off the Orioles. He's got a 1.57 ERA and a .63 whip. He's got 35 Ks with just three walks. Dylan Bundy has been incredible for the Angels this year. Uh, I, I feel like I want to watch him whenever he pitches. He's just been that good. Um, after they play the Giants, they're going to play the A's, who are a really good team. So we're going to see if they can get some wins off the A's. They might put themselves back in this division race. Uh, but they need to start winning now and have a big week, or they're going to be out of it. It's going to get real late, real soon, real early. Real late, real early? You know, the classic baseball saying sure. everyone says. It's uh, going to get real something real right now. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Because Mike Trout is doing everything he can to, you know, put them on his back, but he's got he's already got one baby. He doesn't need twenty five others. <laughs> uh but guys, who who are you looking for? Uh Charlie, who are you looking for this week? Well, I'm looking forward to watching the Astros this week, and it's not even because I want to root for the Astros or I'm like excited for the schedule the Astros have coming up. But that team, I mean, their pitching is just decimated. They've got a bunch of rookies all coming up needing to perform. Michael Brantley just today got 
put on the IL for a quad oh, no. issue. Uh-oh. I mean, my fantasy team. They the uh, <laughs> oof, that sucks. But and so is Aaron Judge. Oh God, I'm the, fucked. Uh, the Astros are Six. nine and ten as of right now. They are losing so much ground. I mean, uh, they were still a lot of people's favorites going into the season, but the injuries have just decimated their team. And I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. I'm going to tune into some Astros games just to see what level of play these guys can get to. Uh, a bunch of rookies, a bunch of guys that probably weren't expecting to be on the Astros like roster and playing games this year. And if they want to continue to be that Astros powerhouse, they need guys like Altuve and Correa, who are still there and still healthy, to try to carry this team. And so far, they haven't been doing it. Jordan Alvarez is back and was immediately amazing in his first game. Um, But, yeah, I just think tune into some Astros games and just watch this team that everybody was kind of excited to root against this year. Watch them and have fun rooting against them because they're probably going to be bad. <laughs> this is like the time to watch and be like, haha, Altuve and Correa, your team sucks now. You have no pitching. You have everybody is getting hurt. So watch them and root against them. I think it'll be interesting. Well, yeah. Uh, the villains. Warner, yeah. who is your team this week? Uh, my team to watch this week. Um... Well, it's it's going to be mainly the Cardinals, but also kind of the team getting sucked into this is also the Cubs, because uh, these two teams are going to be playing five games in three days. Uh, Monday, doubleheader. Tuesday, just one game. Wednesday, doubleheader. Um, this is, I think, we're starting to see the beginning of this COVID fallout of teams missing a ton of games and now having to just cram as many games as possible uh, into their schedule. I think that's going to be a series to watch to see what happens. Also, just to note, the Cardinals, uh, as we mentioned, this is Saturday. Sam, I'm sorry, uh, but they came out uh, They came out swinging uh, against the White Sox. They had a doubleheader today, Saturday the 15th. They scored four runs in their first inning of baseball uh, and then proceeded to beat the White Sox in the first game and then the second. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like we said, maybe COVID gives teams some sort of a boost because it's kind of crazy. They seem ready to go. So just keep an eye on the Cardinals, I think. Let's see what this coming week looks like for them. Let's see if they can play all these games and get back into it because I think this is their chance if they want to compete uh, for the for the division, they've got to start catching up, and this is their chance right here. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys. Well, that's what to watch this week, teams and series and all that good stuff. Uh, before we go, let's give you a little prediction of something that's going to happen this week. And, look, we're not like those other shows that predict games or home runs or easy stuff like that. We're going to tell you who's going to throw a no-hitter this week. We're putting our reputations on the line. Guys, I will go first. We talked about him and his teammates a little bit earlier. I'm picking Kyle Hendricks Monday against the Cardinals. I know, Warner, you just told me the Cardinals are fucking hitting, and I made this pick before I saw them decimate my White Sox, but I'm sticking with it because it's only going to be a seven-inning game. I like okay. Kyle Hendricks. Keep the Cubs' yeah, hot streak alive. Go seven innings, throw a no-hitter against the Cardinals. I didn't even think to look for a pitcher who only might have to go seven innings. That's a good – that's smart. That's really Thank smart. Thank you. I'm very smart. <laughs> Warner, who are you picking to throw a no-hitter? Um – well, uh, you mentioned him. I'm going to go with Dylan Bundy. I mean, he comes out, throws a complete game, 
keep it up, man. Let's do it again. This time, don't allow any hits. Here we go. Um, I'm going to say Dylan Bundy. And Charlie, I think I know who you're going to pick, but how about you tell us? Who is going to throw a no-hitter this week? It's Lance Lynn. I mean, he was dominant this last week. Had a two-hitter against the Rockies. Uh, you know, he's going to come back out, and he's going to throw pretty much the same game, but just without those two hits. There we go. It's going to be Lance, Lance Lynn. Lynn. We'll see if you do it this week. Uh, all right, that's our show, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening with us, all my O'Gaflics out there. Love you. Uh, check us out at O'Gatpod on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, check our Patreon out, uh, One Game at a Time podcast. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends we're the best fucking show ever. Even if you don't think we are, just tell them because that will help us. Leave a review on the iTunes store, the Apple store. Um, and you know what? Have a safe week. Wear a mask. Be cool. Hopefully Lancelin throws a no-hitter this week and Charlie can stop predicting him. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> no, he'll keep doing it anyway. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>